Welcome to the Working Hands Podcast. I'm your host, Tony of Woodland Iron, joined by Keith of Blackthorn Concepts. And tonight, it's just the two of us, so buckle up. <laughs> What's going on, man? Hi. How are you? Good, good. I just listened to your episode of Clamp today. Oh, yeah? <laughs> yeah. That was a good time. Those guys are pretty good. A lot of yeah, fun. those guys are fun. I like listening to them. But before we get going on our stuff, I do want to thank our sponsor, Sabretooth. If you go to sabretooth.com, you can save 10% on all your bars if you use our code WH. Um, that lets them know that we sent you over there. But they have some great stocking stuffers for the maker near you. If you're not a power carver, go check it out. Pick up some some awesome burrs and discs. And I'll take the time to thank our sponsor, Maritime Knife Supply. Um, a spot for, you can get lots of stocking stuffers there as well, I guess. Um but yeah, as, as we're talking right now, uh, as we've talked about over the last few weeks, there is a scholarship opportunity that he has put on at uh, the New England School of Metalwork, and it's for the, uh, I think it's Intro to Bladesmithing, put on through, uh, I think it's an ABS certified course. Um, so as we're talking, tomorrow, December 1st, will be the last day that you can or as this is released, not as we're talking, uh, it will be the last day that you can apply for uh, for said scholarship. So just, uh, yeah, great opportunity. Give it a go. You have to fit in a certain age group, though. Yes. Sorry, I forgot that. So it is uh, 16 to 30 is the ages that it's eligible for. So go have a look. Uh, it's New England School of metalwork i think you type that in just google that and you'll be able to find it and uh maritime nice supply.com and ca if you want to go find some uh great deals i don't know if his he was doing some cyber monday stuff but i don't know that it's continuing on I, for the whole week i cashed in on that did you I, oh yeah i did not <laughs> i ordered a, i forget what i ordered now but i ordered a bunch of stuff <laughs> Yeah. yeah, it looked like he was pretty busy this weekend from his uh, Instagram, so it was good to see. Yeah, I w- Yeah, it's good. I don't need my stuff fast. I wish he would know that and not pack my stuff up right away, but <laughs> it's, it's going to arrive tomorrow, so I don't know how he does it. Yeah, he, he stays busy. It's amazing as a side hustle that he's got it that, that together. Yeah, it's awesome, but he's got some great stuff over there. He keeps adding stuff, too. Yeah, I can't keep up with it. I keep trying to to keep on top of it to to let everybody know what he's got there, and I just it's uh, it's, <laughs> it's like keeping up with a squirrel on Red Bull. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. So, no, keep up the good good work, Lawrence. It's been uh, been fun watching you uh, progress in this business. So it's good to see. Yeah, I got some um, I got some layout fluid from him. Oh, okay, the Dykem. Yeah. He's Probably that's a brand name, but yeah. Yeah, he's got Wolf Peak Performing Layout Fluid. Oh, okay. He's got the whole line of Wolf Oils or something, which is new, which is cool. Yeah, I think, yeah, a lot of people say Dykem, but I think that's the same idea. It's a brand name, so what yeah. people are used to hearing. And then I got some wrought iron to play around with and <laughs> a couple belts. Nice. I'm enjoying those new Norton belts I got when we got from camp. They're actually... They're worth the money. I, I look at them now, and I've I've done a lot of work with them lately, and they uh, they're holding up. Are those the orange ones? Yeah. So the 
36 and I think there was a 120 that was in that. There's a there was a bunch of grits that he that he gave us, but I that didn't was I take mine home, so I don't know. Yeah, I uh I I squirreled mine away. <laughs> I made sure I brought them home. I knew they'd be good, so Yeah, I didn't know Adam was leaving when he left, so Well, yeah. He did his Irish goodbye as he said. <laughs> good for him. I did get another uh, Scotch Bright. I got the blue Scotch Bright. Yeah, I'm still rock. I have a red one, and I've had that probably over a year, and it's not showing any signs of of any issues. So yeah, I have a red one, and what's the other color? I have green, maybe. I think green's the other one, but it depends so, on the it depends on the maker too. Oh, that's true. But whatever, I have some. I ordered more. Yeah, they're great. I enjoy. I like them. Anyway, our point is go support Lawrence. Go support Sabretooth. It's a five-minute spot for Lawrence. <laughs> yeah, right? So, so what are you been up to, man? Um, other, other than ordering everything under the sun. Yeah, I've been ordering a lot lately. <laughs> no, not, not much. Uh, we just had, in America, we had our Thanksgiving. Um, so I was away for that this past weekend. So like a month and a half late. Ours is actually... Ours is camp weekend. It's yeah, the first first weekend of October. Yeah. So it was uh, ours is always the f- fourth Thursday in Thanksgiving or in November is Thanksgiving. <laughs> <laughs> so how's that work? Do you guys get the Friday and everything off as well? It's like uh, you get the Thursday Friday, or is it, it depends where you work? Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, some places give it off. Some places don't. So is it like a government holiday, or is it more of? Like banks and that stuff are open, or I don't know if banks are open. It may depend on your bank. I don't think it's a government holiday like that. I think mail comes on that day. Um, oh, okay. I mean, stores are open, obviously the whole Black Friday thing, but it's not like it used to be. I found like Black Friday to be lackluster lately. Like they're not doing anything for it anymore. Sure, they have sales, but it's not like these doorbuster things. You, you don't hear about people getting trampled. Or what time oh, is Best Buy opening? I got to go get a TV. They're like, being nicer trying not to get their employees killed. <laughs> no, I think COVID changed it. Maybe yeah. the landscape changed it. Like people don't like going to the stores anymore. Everything's online. Yeah. If it's online, why do you need a one-day sale? Just put it up for sale. When you run out, you run out. Yeah, the Cyber Monday stuff was, was pretty good. Did you get anything? Um, trying to think. I did pick something up, but I'm, I'm goldfishing. I can't, I can't remember what it was. I did, I did do a little shopping on Rockler today. I got some, some dust hose fittings and hoses that I need for completing some dust collection in my shop. But I didn't go crazy. I didn't see anything to go crazy over. Yeah, I didn't see anything that I was like that. I try not to like impulse buy just because it's, oh, it's, it's Black Friday. It's time to buy stuff. I've been, I try not to do that. Yeah. Typically most years I used to wait on buying stuff until Black Friday. Like when I was building up my camera arsenal, even like for memory cards, I was, I would wait till Black Friday cause there was always good deals. But now I don't, I don't wait. Yeah. I'm with you. I, I tend to, I tend to buy as I need, but I, do watch sales on stuff that like bigger ticket items that I'm worried oh, about. Cost. I watch sales. If I'm going to spend a lot of money, I use camel, camel, camel. If you're buying off Amazon, that's always a good one. What's that? Camel, camel. Cam- <laughs> so camel, camel, camel is a website. It's called camel, camel, camel.com. Don't ask me what it means, but 
you go there and you copy and paste whatever the link is of whatever you're browsing. So click on what you want and you paste the link in to camel, 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 and it'll tell you where it's high across the year or low for that price. So obviously there's certain things that people know the price of, like, I know you're not a woodworker, but everyone knows a festival domino is going to be X amount of money, right? And then every year at this date, it goes up an extra $100 or whatever. And that's just the price. No one puts it on sale, really. So people just know that. So if you find it cheaper, you buy it, right? But if you're buying something that you don't typically buy and most people you know don't typically buy, I use camel, camel, camel because you don't know when it's a good deal or bad deal, right? So you can put it in there and figure it out. Like when I I first got my pool, I was buying um, uh, like the vacuum. So I put it in camel, camel, camel to see if they were spiking the price around the summer months or not. Okay. So it's just a a price tracker for you. Yeah, but it's a price tracker for everything on Amazon. And they'll tell you trends like, oh, this is typically cheaper in November or, oh, this is typically (laughs) cheaper in April. Right. So if you're going to buy it in March and it's typically cheaper in April every year and they've noticed that trend, Ah, you can wait 10 days until April and then see if it went down. Nice. If you have the time to check the price, it's not immediate. You can wait. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, I got you. Oh, well, now that I know that that's there, that's, that'll be uh, something I'll use. Yeah, it's a cool little thing. I haven't used it in a while, but I haven't bought any big ticket items. You know, if you're under 100 bucks, it's okay, I'll buy it. <laughs> you got uh, any news on the shop? You got that piece together yet? No, uh, yeah, I mean, it's it, it's usable, but not where I want it yet. I got, uh, I'd say I'm 80% to where I want to be, maybe a little less than that, maybe 75%. But uh, I had a little slowdown, one being away for Thanksgiving, and then I was ill, so I wasn't working too fast on Sunday when I was out there. <laughs> um, but yeah, I uh, it, it's it's much better now. I just keep throwing more stuff away. That's That's my ticket these days. Nice. Throw it away. Yeah, I was up at my, uh, I took some vacation and we decided to go up and visit my parents. My parents live a couple hours away from here. And uh, I went up and I do have some pictures that I will be posting. Oh. I got, I got a, I got, uh, I got a picture of the actual full saw blade that I'm getting the metal out of. Um, so it does measure 60 inches. I, I don't have proof of a tape stretched over it to show 60 inches but when we were wheeling it out of the corner (laughs) it was two of us to move it at first and then um we got it up against the garage door and i took a picture of it and it's it's at like it's at like my shoulder line like that it's 60 inches (laughs) that's a that's a big saw blade yeah so and he has two of them so there was one so my my father used to have a a logging business so he's got a couple outbuildings and he's got one he calls the car garage and that's where the one we took the picture of up against the the garage door and then i was in his what we called the truck garage which is is 40 by 60 i think it is it's a big dome style garage and um, he has another one buried in the back i mean it's buried i think he said there's a third one that broke it's actually broken in two pieces, and uh, that's in there somewhere's too. So, um, you. So what you're saying is you got enough knife blanks for a long time. Yeah, I, <laughs> I got the next time. Well, 
I said this to Lil. I said, we got to go up in the summer next year because dad's starting to let stuff go too much. He's got too much stuff around the house. And I'm just like, all right, we got to help him clean this up because <laughs> this is going to be a mess. So anyways, yeah, I think, uh, I think I still haven't, when I did the live, I still haven't uh, quenched it and tested to see if it if it's hardenable. I'm 99% sure that it is, but um, I do have some time off coming in the next couple weeks. So the intent is to spend a bit more time outside and, and get that done and get it tested and see. Let's, I mean, not, have, hear, let's not hear that it's been too cold. No, no, it's been mm-hmm. pretty good. Uh, I've just been too lazy, to be honest with you. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll call myself out. Um, but yeah, no, it's, it should be good. We're kind of excited. I'm, I'm actually really excited. My, my injury is pretty much subsided to nothing at this point. Um, a few little pains here and there, but I'm also 41 years old trying, <laughs> trying to, uh, squat and deadlift sizable weights. So, um, there's going to be some, some pain involved anyways. But yeah, it's it's starting to come along really well. Um, starting to get motivated again to get out there, so it's it's helped. It's been it's been a good couple of weeks. Well, honestly, it's been good since yeah, pre camp kind of time, like probably August. Like once I started getting into physio and I started to notice a change, it's it's been really good to uh, to see progress. Like the whole time since the day one that I started on the physio, I saw progress. So it just took you know better part of four months to get to get to you know basically the point where i was talking to him the physio guy was at the meet that i did a couple weeks back okay that i was coaching at and he's like how you feeling i'm like yeah well said pretty good i said i had a a a pain-free workout the week before or a couple days before when i was talking to him and i'm like i should i should get back india and he said well if you're pain-free don't uh you don't need to come back to see me i'm like oh not very often you <laughs> hear somebody like that tell you that. Yeah, so, right. Normally they want to keep taking your money. Yeah, so he's uh well actually he's joined our gym, so um it, yeah, so his his recommendation was just to keep going and then once uh if I have any other any issues between now and then to to come back, but right now everything's everything's going well. Had a night had another uh squat workout tonight. So tonight's Monday night, so I usually squat in the early part of the week, Monday, Tuesday kind of idea, and uh, not pushing great numbers, but the volumes there. Uh, squatted two twenty five, five by seven, so that's pretty good. Thirty five reps at two twenty five. Not squatting for six months. <laughs> yeah, it was probably longer than that. I more or less haven't. So those who've listened to the podcast for an extended period of time, so October of last year. When I did that meet, it was pretty much the last time I had a bar on my back. Because after that, it was just, it was unobtainable to, to squat because my the pain was just too much. So I've come a long ways. Um, kind of weird about talking about this stuff. I don't know. That's why I don't say too much about it. But um, Grant and the Clamp Boys got you all turned around. Now you're all amped <laughs> and excited about it. Yeah, uh, honestly, that was that was a good chat. I, I enjoyed my my time on Clamp. Go have a listen because they are they're fun. Um, Adam's journey is pretty interesting. I didn't I didn't really understand that he had gone that far in in his weight loss, and it's uh, it's yeah, impressive. It's crazy, 
it's really impressive to see someone drop that much because that's I need to drop weight right now, but it's nowhere near what he's already done, which is which is uh, which is outstanding. It's it's good to see. Yeah, good for him. Yeah, keep moving forward, boss. Exactly. Yeah, I got to drop some weight too. <laughs> We're all middle aged and fat. Like <laughs> middle aged and fat is not the way to go. Yeah. So. Uh, but you know, I've been trying since uh, I'd say October. So I've lost quite a bit. Yeah, I so a little advice I I, I heard the other day, and I'm taking this one to heart because I, I tend to do the opposite. And the the advice was if you're gonna start moving into like trying to drop weight or like improve just improve your health weight's not always the, the biggest thing is to do one thing and get that consistent and do which basically the way they were talking was to start with the gym if the gym's something that you're going to do start there start with the gym and then once that's consistent and you're going your three to four or two to four times a week that you intend to do and you're consistent after a few weeks of that, then start to work on your diet and then work on your diet and your diet's going to take longer, but because diet is the biggest part of it. As far as I'm concerned, you have to put like for what I'm doing, you need to put the time in the gym. You, d- you don't get stronger sitting on the couch. I have to I have to have a bar on my back or a bar on my hands to, to get stronger. But as far as, maintaining strength and then getting to uh, a body weight that i need for the for the competition that i do it's all in the kitchen that's all in the kitchen 100 percent in the kitchen so right now i'm i'm in that first stage is i had a four week block that i was doing i'm probably <laughs> six to eight weeks into that four week block so <laughs> it uh it's it's been good but the last two weeks have been consistent. I've been there four days a week. I'm doing, and I'm not ego lifting. I'm not trying to push myself back to where I was. There's a lot of times where I've got a plate aside, it's 135 pounds on, on the bar doing certain things. Like I'm doing it in a way that, that I'm just trying to get myself back and get into shape because once I get there, I intend to push myself, so I have to make sure that the I do the, you the ground. You try and break your record. Yes, hundred percent. I uh, I have, and I talked about this on Clamp, but I have a lifetime goal. I I want to hit six hundred pounds on squat and deadlift. So, jeez, that's uh, being up over five hundred is rare enough. What about your bench? Nobody cares about your bench. <laughs> <laughs> No, nobody cares about your leg press. <laughs> oh, is that what it is? No, That's what it is. Everybody cares about bench. It's like the most important. Nobody, like, everybody's like, how much you bench? How much you bench? Like, oh, I don't bench that well. Um, yeah, I mean, for me, like 300 is obtainable at this point, I think, once I get back into it. Um, 400, it's a long road. Um, I think it would take some technique changes, which I'm willing to do, so um yeah i mean that that could be possible i mean that would be 600 400 and 600 to be 1600 pounds total that that's a it's a big total <laughs> that is a big total so because right now i'm at just shy maybe just over 1300 pounds so you're at another 300 
Yeah. Well, it's a hundred to each lift. So it's, uh, yeah, that'll be, that'll be a, a battle to get to, but I should get there. That's the plan. And you're going to become a knife maker in the same amount of time. <laughs> well, we'll see. I'm trying to become a blacksmith, so we'll start there. <laughs> We're all trying to be something. Yeah. I'm just trying to make sure I I exercise regularly. That's my thing. Yeah, I mean, that's a big thing. Like I follow this guy, um, Squat University, on Instagram, and he posts a lot of stuff about, like, um, elder like seniors and elderly people that are they're competing in powerlifting hmm. like you'll see well, one was a 74 year old man deadlifting i forget i think it was over 300 pounds so and he was body weight of like 132 pounds like he was <laughs> small like he was a very small man um and it was interesting to see because he pushes the point forward of like well why would a 70 80 year old person want to squat you know, 135 pounds. Well, if they can, if they can squat 135 pounds, guess what? Getting up out of bed is easier. Getting off the toilet is easier. Getting off the couch is easier. Like mobility is so much better if you have that ability to move weight on top of your own body weight. So, I mean, yes, at some point, you know, time will take its toll and you won't be able to do it. But if you're smart about it, it could improve the quality of your life. So, very true that's kind of kind of where i'm at i mean there is a point where i mean if i just continue to be broken then that's i'll i will then flip into a different phase of lifting so and continue to lift but not uh and then just continue to lift and keep keep going but keep myself in a spot where i'm where you're what uh, just active (laughs) yeah trying to trying to stay active yeah but You've inspired me. I'm going to start hitting the rack again. <laughs> as he I, stare, as he stares longingly at the rack. As I stare longingly <laughs> over there. I, uh, I, I, I did use it uh, over the weekend. I planned on starting a, like three days a week on Monday. That's what came up. And then, uh, so I went down there today. I used it. And then I heard your podcast of like on clamp. And I was like, oh man, this is going to be interesting. He's back on his, his fitness journey. I better stay f- not stay fit i better get fit yeah i mean for me a lot of it too was i I saw well you had the the reel that you put up of me from from last year's camp from 2022 i was like man how much smaller was Uh, and that i'm not that much bigger right now but i look a lot bigger right now than i was in that in that in that video yeah so i was a lot bigger i was a good like maybe 40 pounds heavier this camp versus last camp? Yeah, I was probably, I'm probably 25. I think at camp time last year, I was 245-ish, give or take. And then I, I rolled in at camp this time at uh, about 270. Yeah, I was, <laughs> so, I was like two, I think I was 253. Yeah, so I know how I felt at, when, I, when I'm down in that 230, 240 range. I'm, I'm a very, very happy person, <laughs> so... Um, that's, that's my goal right now is just to get, to get back to where I was. I mean, to get my strength back and get, get motivated again. I mean, it's helping. It's, I can see it change already. So it's, it's good. Good, good, good. Have you been hitting the shop at all? (laughs) Um, I did. It was weird. So with my shift work, um, 
I rolled in there on my swing day this week, which was Friday. Um, and a buddy at the gym come up to me and he said, can you make me this? And he hands me this plastic thing. And I'm like, what is this? He says, it's, it's a dog poop bag holder. So it's this loop, plastic loop that has a, a long slender channel in it that you slide the bag into it once it's full and it'll hold the bag so you don't have to walk around with the little baggie in your hand. I don't know if you've ever seen them. They're on Amazon. So anyways, he, he says he's so, broke. Hold on. So you tie the bag and then the knot stays on the top and the poop hangs under the slot. So the, you put the, well, the knot goes on one side of the slot and then the, right. the bag. Yeah. But what do you do with that stick of whatever plastic? Or whatever? Well, that, that is hooked on a carabiner to like your leash. So it's on the dog's leash. Like it's away from your hands. It's kind of, it's not, you're not sitting there hanging onto it. It's, I mean, hygiene's a little bit better, I guess, with it. So anyways, uh, he hands me this thing and I'm like, it's like, do you think you could build something out of metal that would do this? And then I get looking at it and that was on, I want to say Tuesday or Wednesday. And I was like, I'll have something to you by Friday. And I was like, ah, shit. <laughs> It's like, now I got to do it. And then I wasn't even thinking. I was like, oh, I should be able to do it. This should, no problem. No problem at all. I should get this done. So anyways, I started looking. I looked at what was out there as far as um, what was on Amazon, I guess. So that was my research. And everything is plastic and it's a full loop. Like it, it has that little drop down piece and then it comes up into a bigger opening and then another little piece on it for, uh, for the carabiner to tie into. So I get looking at it and I'm like, that's a, like, if I'm making it out of metal, I don't need to make it a loop because the loop is made because it's plastic. It needs, you can't, you can't get the strength otherwise. Yeah. There's, that's the only way you can get the strength. So, so I talked to him. I think I saw him the next day. I'm like, I got an idea. I'm going to do this. And he's like, yeah, as long as it works. And then, so what I made was it's the channel. And on one side of the channel, there's a finial that I just twisted in in on itself so it kind of it, it's just a finial that's twist it's just curled around a couple times so it's just t- a tight little finial and then the other side is uh just a loop for the carabiner so but he didn't pick it up till tonight so he's going to tell me if it works for him i said the only concern i had with it was whether or not it tears the bags because it is metal and it has a sharp edge or anything on it you didn't like file it down or anything well i did but once you bend it over and yeah, that's exactly it. Uh, he just brought it up on Amazon. So. <laughs> but yeah, um, I did uh, wire brush it and try and clean it up as best I could. But just scale could be enough. Those, I mean, you've got a dog. You know what those bags are like. They're pretty, pretty chintzy and pretty thin. And yeah. so, anyways, that's that was my little project. We'll see if that works out. I pushed myself to get that done, but it was only about. I mean. It took me a little bit to figure out how big I wanted to make it and then how I would go about making it. So I think after that, if, if that actually become that actually, weirdly enough, I think it could be a little prod prod er, product that I could make. Um, you know, awesome. you could sell them for, I mean, the plastic ones are what, five, six bucks. I didn't look at the price. I just did Google images. So yeah. Anyways, they, uh, I think they're, I don't know, they're under 10 bucks, but it's something that I could make. If I was making a bunch of them and did a little jig, I could probably make 
you know, 10 or 15 of them in an hour. So you don't have to dance to do it. <laughs> oh, keys, keys, keys. So yeah, it's, it's something, it was one of those things. It's kind of a weird thing that's kind of dropped in my lap. I don't intend to like start making these to try and sell them. I, if somebody else asks for one, I'll probably make them one, but I didn't charge my buddy. I'm like, he's like, you want anything for it? I'm like, no, man, don't worry about it. I'm sure there's a case of beer at some point heading my way, but other than that, I'm, I'm not too worried about it. <laughs> it. It could be cool. I want to see it. Do, is there a photo of this? Uh, yeah, there is. I, uh, I'll send it to you. It's only, it's on, it's in a Facebook chat. I didn't take an actual picture of it. Oh, well, definitely, definitely make another one so you can post about it. Kids these days. <laughs> Kids. Not that much younger than you. So uh, we haven't been, uh, uh, without, I, I guess we had a couple of guests the past couple of weeks, but, um, I made that alabaster Santa. Oh yes. That for the pretty making good. our way swap. I know we typically don't talk what we're working on. Uh, when we have guests on, but that's probably the most notable thing I've done lately that I haven't talked about. Is that the Mao swap or Mo swap? <laughs> I call it a Mo swap because M O W is Mo. Yeah, but, I, I uh, think there's a bit of an argument on their podcast about it. So Dean calls it a Mao swap, I think. Yeah, but he can't say breakfast right. So he can't. Yeah. <laughs> Brett fix. Brett fix, yeah. I couldn't even think of this, yeah. yeah. I was wearing that shirt the other day. I forget. I think it's Brett Fix. B-R-E-T-F-I-X, I think. Brett Fix. Yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> but that's just how you grow up. But Mao and Mo. Mao. That's an A. Right? Yeah, it's an A. Yeah, so it's definitely Mo in this situation. Yeah. So we're nobody. There's nobody Mao's their grass. <laughs> anyway Uh, we'll see making our way podcast did a ornament swap uh so you make an ornament and then they uh have you mail it to the next person or something and i finished mine and they had to be done i don't know by the 15th and then i got my address i had to send mine to right before i left for thanksgiving vacation so i didn't get it mailed out yet it's going out tomorrow but uh I got mine in today. I got an office ornament, which is kind of cool. But yeah, and then I have some some things I have to make before the holiday coming up, which I can't talk about. <laughs> I never know who's listening. You, you know? always got your secret stuff. <laughs> no, I will talk about it. It's not secret. It's just it's just a gift. I got yeah, you. Yeah, I have a bunch of gifts I need to make between now and then. So yeah, I don't know if I'll be making any gifts this year. Um, I do have to make my father a knife at some point. Uh, at some point, it should probably be before the new year. Yeah, well, we'll see. He's your dad doesn't have to be perfect. Well, it's a funny thing because, of course, we we're sitting watching TV there at the house, and we get watching uh, uh, Meat Eater on Netflix. It's a great watch if you if you're in if you're into hunting. So this oh, guy, man. it's not for everybody. I understand that. <laughs> um, kind of a way of life if you're not used to it you're not used to it uh but yeah dad was talking and he was we were watching uh an episode where they were hunting uh feral goats in hawaii and they they both uh, two of the guys there's two guys on the show and they both bagged a goat and dad commented on the knives that they were using he said they're they like most people want like these 
big flashy things and then you see what these guys are using they're using like a a three inch blade maybe four at the most i, I think maybe even three is over <laughs> is exaggerating somewhat and that's what they were using for for skinners so i think uh he kind of hinted that he wanted a a nice like skinner type knife so might have to do some research on what what profile they need to be and then uh Maybe make one for him. Now, if you make that, are you going to make it out of the blade or are you going to get steel? Uh, I still have, well, I have that 1084 from, from Lawrence that I got. So um, I think for dad, it'll probably be the 1084. Because um, right now, as I, I did take a picture of that very large saw blade, <laughs> um, I did not get any more metal off of it. So that's uh, that was my bad. I should have. I just got tied up with other things at the house so it happens family you know yeah so the next time uh next time i'm up well hell i might even go up i've got uh the joys of shift work i right now i'm in the middle of uh 16 days off so i have the time i can uh i can go up and visit and get a few more pieces off of them so i think in that 16 days he finished his knife and <laughs> then drive it up there and then come back and make a bunch of other knives. Yeah. So we'll see. Um, Ch- Chad is like drooling right now. Oh, yeah. yeah he's excited. Knives are going to be made by Tony. I need one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll see. I don't know. I don't know about shipping them across international borders. That might be rough. <laughs> He'll wait for camp just as long as it's done. Yeah, true. Um, no, I don't. There is actually no issue shipping knives or bringing them across the border. So that's one of the things I remember saying that before. I was like, oh, there might be an issue. And then I was like, but what about people with like campers? Like they're moving, they're moving around with a full kitchen in the, in a camper. Yeah. They have no issues. Do you listen to Fire and Steel? You do. Did you listen to the latest one? I have not. Okay. Obviously. Cause they, he was going off on, Toby was on how crazy he thinks everyone you say, oh, you're a knife maker. Oh, you're a weapons maker or this or that. He goes off on it. Oh, and really? It's a great listen. He's like, knife, a knife is a tool. It's not a weapon. He's like, that's like saying, uh, I, I don't know. He, he, he had a bunch of analogies he goes on about. Well, you, know, you could say that you could, a hammer. I mean, it can be used for, as a weapon, but it is. Right. It's base use is a tool. Right. And knives are crazy to me because. It's a tool that everybody uses, not just everyone who makes stuff. Everyone uses a knife. Everybody. Yeah. Everyone. I mean, you, my, you can't get through life. A, a human being can't get through life without using a knife. Right. Yeah. I mean, my, I mean, yeah, you can't, no matter what, no matter how you eat, if you're vegan, vegetarian, you know, omnivore, you eat and you use a knife to prepare food, period. Every day. Every period. day. But you say, oh, I'm a knife maker, and instantly people label you as a weapons maker. Well, and yeah. You the say two that. of those guys uh, were going off about how uh, Facebook is, is limiting it. And, and they're 100% right, and I agree with all of it, because they make kitchen knives. Well, one of them is a kitchen knife. Like, it's not all weapons. Yeah. Well, I mean, the stuff that Honor does is, I, I watch, I tend to watch all of his videos, and his videos are weapons. Those are weapons. Yes. 
No, yeah, he makes weapons. I, but, but you know, just because you're a knife maker doesn't mean you're a weapons maker. Oh, yeah, and then that's the thing. Like, I'll make... <laughs> I've had that question. They're like, oh, you have a forge? Well, you're going to go on forge and fire. And I'm like, no, no, I'm not. I mean, granted, if the opportunity ever came up and I felt like I was at the level that I might be able to compete, I'd think about it. I've heard, I mean, where we've talked with Adam a few times and we've talked with Adam offline, like, and then you talk with other guys that have been there. Like, I mean, camp is full of guys that have been champs or had been there and have competed in it so you hear kind of everything and it's i don't know for some people it's worth it for some people it's not like 10 grand for some knife makers and the time it takes to do it is is maybe a bit too much like they don't have like they'd actually make more money being at home working yeah but i think as for a some hobbyist, of them but... like you or i that would be a big not that i'm a knife maker or even a no we're just saying hobbyists but if you're a hobbyist i think it works like Adam makes knives and he sells them, but he's not a knife maker, you know? I mean, he is, but that's not how he makes his living. He's a firefighter. Yeah. And I guess to get back at what we were saying with the weapon stuff is the next step for me is always, I've heard people are like, oh, you make a knife. Well, then the next thing is, oh, when are you going to make a sword? And you know, that kind of stuff. I'm like, never. <laughs> no, I, I like, I have, I have a hard enough time to think about making any like the the size of knife that we made at camp like that's that's like a 14 inch knife like by the time like the full body of it like handle and and blade like that's a big knife like <laughs> yeah well i'd have to me- i'd have to measure it but i know it's, it's it's well over a foot long like that's that's a big knife it's the biggest knife i own <laughs> yeah i th- i think i'm going to i think i'm going to take that one into the into the shed and just stick it into the wall, and that's going to stay there. I have um, Uncle Sam's kid Scott made me a uh, American flag I bought off him. Yep, I remember. So I got it at camp, so it's now hanging in my shop. I rearranged some stuff. I made some wall space, and I'm going to, I haven't decided how I'm going to mount my knife to it, but I'm going to mount my knife to that flag. Oh, that'd be cool. I get some ideas with that. <laughs> Good. Let me know in the after show. Yeah. But yeah, but yeah, it, it, if anyone hasn't checked out Fire and Steel with their latest episode, those two were in rare. It's a fantastic episode. Rare form on the whole knife maker thing. It was great. <laughs> that's good. Yeah, I'm, I've been liking the podcast lately. Like everybody that's out there, like it's all a lot of people are brokering subjects that were like taboo, and now they're people are starting to find their voice. So it's good. Talking real talk now, you know? Yeah. So much out there. There's a lot of good podcasts out there now. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot. I'm having a I'm, rising I'm, tide though, right? Rising tide. I'm on a I'm on a bit of a podcast hiatus. <laughs> I'm listening to a few, but I'm overloaded at this point. But I listen to a great one I want to recommend. That's a non maker one that I haven't already recommended. But uh my brother got me into this one. It's called Snafu. Okay. And it's um it's a history one, I guess. You could say it's a history. So you would be interested in it. But it's um, it's definitely worth a listen. I, I don't want to ruin it and tell you what it's about, but it's about a Cold War snafu. Ooh, there's a few of those. <laughs> yeah. Do you know anything about the Autumn Forge? Autumn Forge. No, I don't think I know that one. 
the code name. That's oh, not okay. it, but it happens in the Autumn Forge. I forget what the other thing was, but it was really interesting. Oh, that's cool. And it's short. You know, it's like eight, nine episodes, and it just finished season. It's like one season, and uh, it was good. I listened to it on my way to Virginia for Thanksgiving, but then the final episode came out like while I was down there. Nice. Uh, I'll to, I'll Ed Helms is the host, the guy from The Office. Ed Helms, the guy from um, Bachelor Party. Is that what it was called, Bachelor Party? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. How do you spell snafu? S-N-A-F-U. Okay. I'll have a look because you haven't steered me wrong yet. So I've had most of the podcasts, I think all the podcasts you've sent my way, I've, I continue to listen to. Yeah, it's a pretty good one. I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't, I mean, I loved it, but, uh, it's not the one that was the other one I, I gave with the Lockheed Martin guys. It was like a skunk works one. Skunk works. That one was still one of my top ones, but I'm, I'm more interested in that, but this one's very good. It's very good. It's a roller coaster ride. Oh. <laughs> yeah, it's eight. It's eight. It's eight episodes. So, so my my phone Able, is Able my phone Archer. is my phone is listening to us because I put I typed in S N and it was the first one that popped up. Yeah, it's a good one. So, yeah, I'll download the first three there right now. It it looks like he wants to um, do other other snafus. Like other stories, not just the one he tells in this eight season, eight episode season. Gotcha. So I'm ho- I'm 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 hoping he's got another one ready to go because it was great. <laughs> yeah. So it's funny. There was one. Um, I guess we're we're on podcasts here a lot today, but or tonight. But uh, my buddies that do the um, criminal hijinks, right? So they did one the other day on Benny Swim. He's the last man hung in New Brunswick. And I didn't know the whole story. And his crimes were committed like under five miles from my parents' home. In wow. the, in the, I think it was in the 30s. It was a long time ago. But it was kind of interesting to hear that one part of it was that the area that where I grew up at one point was called the Badlands. <laughs> So it was a pretty rough part of uh, part of New Brunswick at one point in time. <laughs> it was not that when I grew up, but it was amazing to hear that that you know within my grandparents' lifetime it went from being a very dangerous place to what it was when I when I grew up. So that's a good listen as well. I won't give away the whole story because it's his crime plus the hanging, and it's there's a lot to it, a lot more to it than I had thought. I'm going to have to um, check that episode out. I haven't heard it yet. What was it called? Uh, Benny Swim is the name of the, the it's criminal. It's the latest one? Uh, no, it would not be the latest. I think it's two or three weeks ago. All right. I'm putting that in my queue. <laughs> Very cool. I guess we should thank some sponsor or er, some patrons, right? <laughs> yeah, it should be a good time to thank our sponsor. I want to say, I'm trying to say, <laughs> you screwed it's me a- up. It's the same thing. It's the same thing either way. All right. So our patrons, we would like to thank. Um, we'll go through here. Uh, we have Corey of Odyssey CNC, the Etsy Boys, Christy of Twisted Twine, uh, Annette of 513 Woodworks, Full Steam Designs by Chris Powell. Uh, there's an interesting story from that name the last week or so. 
Um, Lillian Archer Photography, David Beck with Makes, NB Woodfinery, and then our top tier we have Eastpoke Studios, Danelle Smith Christian, Brian Drennan, Lawrence of Maritime Nice Supply.com, Ed Johns of ButtJoints.com, Adam of Uncle Sam Metalworks, uh, Green Street Joinery, Vincent Ferrari of Digitally Creative, Brian Housefort of Workfort Podcast, Artigino Sorio, Matt of Wooden Mustache, Lee of Regal Street, Brent of Clean Cut Woodworking, Brad of Brad's Customs, David and Joanna at Wido Works, Chad of Chad's Custom Creations. Oh, that one rolls off the tongue. <laughs> <laughs> Said it a few times. Um, Ryan of Gnome Hammer Forge. And last but not least, we have... <laughs> face man. And last but not least, we have David of DW Wood Builds. Thank you, everyone. We really do appreciate it. It does uh, yes. does yes, help out do. a lot. Yes, we do. It's awesome. Well, I think we should wrap up the show, right? I would say we're good. <laughs> All right. I don't have any reviews or new ratings, but if you want to leave a review, you can. Um, that would help us out. Uh, oh, before we go, it's, it's, it's Christmas time. No, this is easy. It's, <laughs> it's Christmas time, so as you're doing your Christmas shopping, Maybe think about buying something from a maker. doesn't have to be anyone that you know. Just buy from a local maker. It makes a huge difference in their life. So keeps the money here as opposed to giving it to, you know, big corporations. Go find a maker. Shop first there. Shop local. Find your local blacksmith. <laughs> yeah, support your local blacksmith. I mean, even a maker who's doing something in who knows what, you know, not just metal workers and woodworkers and stuff like that but find yeah, somebody who's all locally doing there. it it goes a big way especially if you find one in your neighborhood because you know keep the money local you know it's just one thing to think about more than just shopping small business buy from an actual local maker they're probably buying local too yeah it's a great idea but with that if you want to find tony you can find him at woodland iron i'm at blackthorn concepts both of us can be found on working hands podcast on Instagram. We also have a TikTok now, which <laughs> I'm trying. I'm trying. We have an account. We haven't really posted much on it yet. I put two things on it. It's a placeholder for now, but we are there. Uh and if you could share the show, that'd be huge for us. I also want to apologize to Leo from Royal Street. We didn't have enough time to get him on this week, but <laughs> we'll see what happens next week. Someday, someday. With that, let's go to the after show. Later.